here's what happened, I think. John saw Apple has uh, released an updated version of a small, <laughs> small-handed person's iOS device and passed out. I, I think, think that freaked him out. Yeah. It just wasn't uh, the iPhone SE. It was an iPod Touch with an odd-looking home button. We've been trying to bring him around for, like, hours now. Yeah, can't get I slapped him four times. He wasn't even unconscious for two of them. <laughs> I would like to report to you and our listeners that for the first time in a long time, I caught myself typing store.apple.com and fixed it. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Well played. So, Dan, maybe already, if you already know the answer, you can freely admit it. I but usually do. do you know, if you go to apple.com, yes. what menu nav item to go to to find the iPod Touch? Uh, I do know. Uh, it's dumb, though. <laughs> I don't the know. What do, you, is what do you do with your music. iPod? You listen to music. Yeah. Not with an iPod Touch. It's an iPod. iPods are all about the music. I guess. I thought somebody pointed out, interestingly, today that uh, this opens up the possibility that the iPod hits uh, 20 years as a brand, because this could very well stick around to 2021. Good for them. Which would be 20 years of the iPod, which is a little bit mind-blowing to think about. But yeah, Apple, uh, as we're recording this today, Apple uh, unveiled the iPod Touch with an A10 Fusion chip. Not the same as a Fusion Drive. That's different. Mm, Yeah, not the same as Cold Fusion. Also different. Yeah. Uh, so the iPhone SE does not have an A10, right? No, I believe it's also an A8. It's, it's an A9. Oh, it's an A9. Okay. An Apple A9 chip, according okay. to Wikipedia. Um, I don't know if you trust that. And so I have heard, not not even rumors, I have heard supposition on the internet suggesting that this could mean that uh, the A10 will be the minimum required chip for iOS 13, which would leave the SE uh, stuck at 12. I, Are we I on twelve right uh, now. Yes, I literally just lost count of iOS versions. It's the number is getting higher uh, every year by one. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I've heard this rumor as well. Uh, it's plausible. It's not a rumor. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. It's possible, but I'm not sure that it's true. I don't think that the evidence supports the conclusion. I would tend to agree. I I, don't, I mean, I don't think there is any evidence. I think there's just conspiracy theories right but i mean you know apple apple seems to be pretty conservative when it comes to the specs for its operating system updates like it likes to keep old devices running kind of as long as possible so i just i find it i would be surprised if they decide to drop that there are a few yeah i'm trying to think what the oldest phone that besides the se then like what phones are dropping off at that point um because the uh, that would probably mean the six series too. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean Apple no longer actively sells the iPhone SE Correct. on its website, and is that a four inch screen too? It is. So yeah. the SE and the iPod Touch are the remaining four inch screens. It really does look small. Like yeah. <laughs> even just like the comparison photos of the SE to the XR uh, or the six, it's like it's a little baby phone. I yeah. understand why John likes it. And if he's, you know, if you're a small fingered vulgarian, you're going to do what you have yeah. to do. But uh, I, I, I don't ever find myself thinking, man, this XR is too big. I was worried when the first large iPhones came out about getting to that top right corner. And I still think it's annoying. And I still think the control center is in the wrong place. And yet it's fine. It does not negatively affect my iPhone usage. Now, different strokes for different hands. So I get it. But <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I appreciate the idea of having a smaller phone 
that is maybe not, I mean, like the, I, you know, I've used a 10 and a 10 S now for wow, two years. Yeah. Look at me. Um, and you look great. Thanks. Uh, I've used those for a couple of years now and, and I feel that I've adapted pretty well to them. A friend recently was uh, looking to buy a phone for his mom and was asking the difference between like, what, what are the phones? Like, what, what should I get her? Like, she's coming from an Android. Like, I think she might be confused by a phone with no button. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with a, with an eight, you know, seven or an eight. They're perfectly serviceable phones, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm so used to the 10 that whenever I, I pick up a, like a previous phone, I'm always like, oh yeah, press a button. This seems ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this, I, I, I think that's the future. I wouldn't mind a 10. I, I think if Apple offered a 10 style phone that was a little smaller, like maybe not SE small, but somewhere smaller than a 10 S. Right. I think I think it would do fine. I think there are people yeah. who like that small size and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's there is something to be said for being able to, you know, reach the entire screen with your thumb. Yes. I do just I mean, I don't know. You get used to whatever you have is what I think it is. And certainly if John if and when John has to struggle. I like talking about John when he's not here, it's fun. But if he has to struggle with a larger phone one day because that's all that's around, um, I think for weeks it'll be annoying. And I know that we've talked about this before and he's like, No, I always found it annoying. Like if I had to go to an SE size screen right now, I, I would feel cramped it's the same reason like i keep getting the same size apple laptop screen i can't imagine going smaller because it would feel cramped and you probably get used to it but like i need 15 inches um and if it's if it's not that then i it feels like i'm oh, see, uh, uh, on, on that side like you know i feel like i really i love my 11 inch air and I, I i've been so slow to uh upgrade in part because finding a another mac laptop that's that compact and offers all the other stuff that we you know have talked about in the past um, but I, I love the size of the 11 inch air and the fact that it fits so well in like a tray table and all that stuff. And I, I think the 12 inch MacBook is ultimately where I will end up going, but I don't like it where it is today. But I, I agree with you. I think it's easier probably to move up to a larger device than it is to go down to a smaller device. I think once you've gotten used to it, I did go down. I, there was a year I went down to the iPad mini for a while. Um, and I really like the iPad mini, but like eventually when I think the air came out, the iPad air first one came out, I was like, Oh, this is way better. And I went back yeah. up to the full size. And part of it was just the weight, right? Like the mini was great yeah. because it was so light. And then the iPad air came out. It's like, man, it's not that much heavier than a mini. And it's got a giant screen. And on an iPad, you know, more screen means more control space means, you know, bigger video screen, all that stuff. So yeah, it's hard not to kind of just assume that it's bigger, but I don't have to put an iPad in my pocket all the time either. So I still use that giant, almost 13 inch ipad so yeah i, get I know it. people and love, I love the ipad yeah. mini um so i guess everything for everyone uh, i will freely admit and it is embarrassing well but anyway as i was scrolling through the ipod touch page today because uh, it's funny when and i get it, i think apple had a price point they wanted to hit and so they're like we're going to use the processor that makes this cost effective um so we're not going to give it the latest and greatest but we're going to do you know the a10 and one of the big things they call out is support for AR games, which is hilarious to me because I have never played an AR game that I enjoyed. But what amused me was I was looking at it and I was talking about, if you're on Wi-Fi, you can do this. And if you're on Wi-Fi, you can do that. I'm thinking, man, it would be cool if they offered an option like with the iPad where you could get this with cellular. And I was like, oh, that's a phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw several people commenting on that. I think essentially what people, that, yeah, what, people, what people want is is one that has a data plan but no yeah. voice plan right and it's more like the ipad where it's like you can sign up for a month or or whatever and i have yeah. to assume i would assume there are two potential things holding that back one is apple just not wanting to cannibalize iphone sales yep. and two carrier partners 
being losing their potentially mind. really pissed off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I can definitely understand the idea that like you'd want to give this to a kid and then be able to like monitor or like manage their data plan for them or something. But and and it's just not paying a monthly fee on it if you don't need to. Seems like that would be really nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is I think that some people could have a cell phone that didn't make calls and only had data and never notice. Yeah. Like you can FaceTime call a whole lot of people. You can WhatsApp call people who are using other brands. <laughs> like, also, yeah. I mean and and the idea that, you know, frankly for me we just cut down on spam calls. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you don't use an app for that? I do, but it only does so much. Like mm. uh I, I do have not two. have spam calls get through with RoboKiller. Okay. I, I use both Haya and I have um, AT&T has its own yes. spam blocking thing. So I use both of those. So like the AT&T one I think is mainly set up to like uh, caller ID stuff that it, it tags. Yep. So I'll see stuff from it frequently where it's like AT&T spam, you know, but like, okay, great. I'll just ignore it. Um, but there are people who, uh, the most annoying one recently is there are people who have like, I don't want to say legitimately because that's not true, but like, my pharmacy calls me all the time and it's it mm. is a freaking robo call because they want me to like renew some prescription or yes. something like that is it and, cvs because yeah we get the CVS it call is cvs and i yeah. tell them not to do it all yes. the time and they sometimes they stop for a little while and then like last week i was getting like two every day from them and i i mean i never answer it that's the thing and it never leaves a message so how come you don't just block the number I because every once in a while I need to get a call. I I don't like oh. I don't like blocking numbers of things because I mean I block I if it's something I've like definitely identify as spam. But the fact is, so much of the stuff now where the um they spoof numbers means yep. blocking stuff is totally irrelevant. And occasionally, not frequently, but occasionally could be like blocking a false positive, right? Like if they there are reports of the people like spam calling using numbers of like people you know. Or family members, um, and it's like, well, it can't block that, right? <laughs> really, what the system needs is a better way to authenticate a number, right? There should be a way to actually cryptographically say this number belongs to this person or what have you. But that is because we rely on phone infrastructure that's like a hundred years old. The 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 tip I had for you was like, would you consider going into custom notification settings just for that CVS number and telling it don't ring and don't vibrate, so that like you could uh, see if there were those calls, but then it wouldn't annoy you. At I mean, I guess. I, I guess I feel like my biggest issue is robo, like le- quote unquote, legitimate robocalls, where they also don't leave a message. At least, like if your if your notification for me is your prescription is ready, you can leave a message. That's fine. But if you're not, if you're calling me because you want me to, like, I don't even know what they're calling about because I never answer the phone. <laughs> but I have to assume it's just like we have a sale this week, or. Have you thought about renewing your prescription? Well, when CVS calls, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's the worst. You know what's not the worst though, Dan? What's that, Lex? Legacy Box. Support for today's show comes from our good friends at Legacy Box, the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. We both did the Legacy Box thing, Dan. How did how did you enjoy the experience? I immensely enjoyed it uh, because there's nothing quite like digging up old photographs, some of which I had never seen before, uh, because they were buried deep within my parents' attic. And getting them, you know, access to them in a digital form that I now have forever. And some of those included, like, for me, I did one uh, that my mom dug up that I think was like an 8mm film reel. Like, where else are you going to go to get an 8mm film reel digitized? It was just so handy. 
and they can do all kinds of media, VHS tape, photos, film reels, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get them and you're never going to lose them again. So save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever. All you have to do is send in your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures. Then they'll professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD and send all your original recorded moments back along with the perfectly preserved digital copies. It'll give you peace of mind and a great sense of accomplishment. Better yet, it will ensure your family history is preserved forever. I really do love this company. I've recommended them to uh, folks who don't listen to podcasts and just know me. So you want that. There has never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past one more time. LegacyBox.com slash rebound you know lex i saw two other things today that were rumors about since we're in that like that heady rumor period uh about stuff that that might show up in uh or and might not show up in in future iphones one is a thing that i really want which is a rumor that um the next iphone will be able to send music to two bluetooth devices simultaneously okay um which they point out is like, it could be good if you are in the car and you want to output to both your car audio and the phone for some reason. But for me, I really want this on an iPad so that when, you know, when I go on a trip with my fiance and we want to watch something, we don't have to deal with a headphone splitter or the fact that I want to use my, you know, Bluetooth noise canceling headphones on the plane. And then, oh, wait, but like now we have two headphones, like, you know, figuring that out is a pain. Why can't you just send the audio to two different Bluetooth devices? That seems like a no-brainer. So, so interesting. I hadn't thought about the use case, and now I get it. Because I was thinking of it like a, an alternate airplay, right? Where it's like, oh, I have two Bluetooth right. speakers, so let me get something in sync. And I feel like that'll be a lot harder to keep in perfect sync. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bluetooth headphones, even if it's, I mean, it can be annoying if your sync is, is off when you're watching a video. But Bluetooth headphones twice makes sense to me. Or... If you can do Bluetooth headphones and also the actual device itself, I like those things. Those things make sense to me. Yeah. No, anyways, I, I very much want that. Um, I think that's uh, it does apparently exist as a part of Bluetooth 5, uh, dual Bluetooth audio, but it's not clear if the current iPhone radios support it or not, uh, in which case it could potentially be retroactively added to current iPhones that support Bluetooth 5, but unclear anyways i'm a big fan of that because i've definitely run into that before i do carry a headphone splitter when we go on long plane trips um and it's fine fortunately because my um bose qc35s have a analog headphone jack Mm. um but what is also annoying is occasionally and this has happened like we'll pull out the headphones and realize that she only has the lightning headphones (laughs) and i have those i'm like oh and it can't output to both lightning and the headphone jack at the same time. It's like, there's not even right. a latency issue there, right? Like, right. that's just two separate audio outputs. So, yeah, the that's a, that's a long list of things that, that iOS devices could do better in terms of handling audio. Uh, and that's just getting audio out, like not even getting audio in, which is a whole separate kettlefish. I also... Um, I begrudge it's brief and this is not, I wouldn't even call this a first world problem. It's, it's like barely a problem. It's just an annoyance, but, uh, you know, with Wi-Fi networks on your Apple devices, at least on your Mac, I don't know if you can do this on iOS, you can rank in what order it should yes. to join networks. Ah, and I have a story for you about that. <laughs> I would like to do that with Bluetooth as well, yes. because yes. we use a Jabra wireless speaker in my office and 
I typically am listening to a podcast as I approach my office. And at some point, before I unlock the door, before I get in, the sound leaves my Beats X and jumps to that speaker in my office where I don't want it. And I would love to tell it, hey, you know what? If it's playing on the thing, just keep playing on the thing. On the flip, when I get in my car at the end of the day and I'm listening to headphones as I walk into my car and then I get in and it jumps over to the car, I'm fine with that. And then I pop out my headphones as I drive home. Right. It should just know, though, right? Like, that's the thing. But so, yes, you had a story, to tell, though, to tell me about, I was saying, Wi-Fi ranking or Bluetooth ranking, which is a thing that doesn't exist and I wish it had. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it was specifically about the Wi-Fi ranking thing because I ran into this problem for a while where it would keep joining the wrong network and I... There's no way to rank it on the phone. But yeah. if you rank it on the Mac, it apparently syncs. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Except in traditional Apple syncing fashion, if you reorder it in one place, it gets confused about which is the correct order. And mm. so it would just... I've tried this before where it has then switched it back later because I joined like a different network on my phone. It's like, oh, you must want to join this one. Because I go to the coffee shop, for example, and, you know, sometimes it jumps on the Xfinity network because it's just there. And that's, you know, a network that I use fairly often because it's all it's all over the place. And so it's like, oh, well, you know, you use the Xfinity network. Clearly, that is more important to you than your home. (laughs) Clearly. Those cable company networks are also terrible, too. They make me so angry. They are. They are occasionally better than the coffee shop Wi-Fi. Let me tell you. Yes. Yes, um, but that. it's it frustrating to no end to me that it then decides to reorder everything and I'll go back to my Mac and it's like, because sometimes what will happen is I'll reset the router if I need to do that for some reason and the iMac will jump on the Xfinity network while the router's rebooting and I'm like, no, this is not, this is never the right answer. A Wi-Fi annoyance that I experience is I don't like when my iOS device is showing that it is not connected to any Wi-Fi network, right? It just says LTE or whatever in the corner. Um, but I can only get it to work by turning off Wi-Fi. And this happens frequently on the bus into Manhattan because there are other buses around that have Wi-Fi. My bus typically doesn't have Wi-Fi, but there are buses around that do. And, you know, so if you're in traffic, it gets this faintest wisp of a Wi-Fi yeah. network to which it could connect. And it doesn't say I'm trying to get to it, but like I can get my video to continue streaming or my web to keep surfing by turning off Wi-Fi and then instantly it loads. Yeah. But it is yeah, clearly I, trying to get to a Wi-Fi network, but it won't admit it. I have a similar problem when I like I'll go for a walk and I'll like put on some music, I'll walk out of the house, and then like, you know, halfway down the street, the music will freeze. Yep. And I'll look it's and it's like, like, oh, you've got one bar of Wi-Fi. And this is the whole thing where they tried to do that feature for a while where yeah. it would like fall back and then everybody got really angry because it would just too aggressively fall back to cellular and eat up all your data and i kind of feel like there's no way to win there but at the same time it does seem like it should be smart enough to realize like oh you have walked very far away from your wi-fi network maybe i should think ahead about like that i mean yeah i i don't know i still have and i know you mentioned recently you don't run into these apple music problems but i do frequently run into things where it like kind of stalls sometimes it's a network problem sometimes i don't know what's going on and i have to like force quit the music app and then start it and it like sits at zero for a while and then i hit like play pause a bunch of times and eventually it starts and i have no idea why i don't know why it feels very very glitchy to me about those things i will say that searching and browsing apple playlists is annoying and i rarely do that i usually use siri yeah well so that's what that's what i have found is like um i use an echo device and frequently at work i'll put on some kind of music uh that's instrumental if it's uh it's instrumental to you doing your job Right, where I don't have calls. And if I say to the Echo, you know, play piano jazz, there's this great freaking curated playlist that it has of great instrumental piano jazz. 
But if you try to just browse for that thing, forget about it. <laughs> I, yeah, right. uh, kudos to those who do find it, but I can't find it. And or, or if you do find it, you have to go through many, many layers of tapping. Um, so I've just, I I've know. never, I've never dumb. I don't like the music app. Like, yeah, I, I think they've tried several times to sort of tweak things and there are things that have gotten better, but a lot of the time it feels like just a terrible app. <laughs> Yeah, the whole modes of switching and like they they try to do it somewhat similarly, although it seems like this is going away on the desktop side too. But the, that context switching between playlists and yeah, other, it's, it's kind just, of a mess. It's awkward. The search in Apple Music it's overall good. feels great, pretty good. Right, where you can yeah. search for all the things. And like when I was converting all my family's playlists uh, to Apple Music playlists, um, I found doing that on both a Mac or iOS was very very easy, especially a keyboard and iOS device. Um, like, uh, you know, keyboard attachment to the iPad or whatever. But it, uh, the app itself, not great. <laughs> yeah, you... it's it's not, I, I don't know. I It always feels like it could use a little more work. Like, there's some weird stuff with the whole, like, it's got the little weird semi-card interface. Like, I don't mind yeah. being able to put the player out of the way, but then, like, you have to scroll down and there's, like, more stuff underneath the player. And I... Now, I did just compliment Apple Music Search, but I will say one thing that is hilariously stupid to me is you know now when you search in Apple Music, uh, if you have if you're an Apple Music customer, it also searches the lyrics of songs. Yes. Um, but uh, when it searches for those lyrics, it often quotes lyrics that are the same as the title, <laughs> because that's popular. Um, and I I wish I could find a, a great example right now. But like if I search for, this works. Yeah. So if I search like a thousand miles. It'll quote the song a thousand miles and list the song a thousand miles. And it's like, that's not really helpful to be showing me that you can find uh, it. I guess if you don't know the name of the song, then it's helpful. But I well, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, and there are songs where like the, the best known lyric is not the name. I'm thinking of I mean, like uh, Bob O'Reilly, right? Which everybody calls like Teenage Wasteland. It's like, it's not the name of the song. But like, if you knew the name Teenage Wasteland, that would get you Bob O'Reilly. Right. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. It's a great way to search for a song mm. called Flagpole Sitter. Yeah. The um, uh, Jason Stell pointed out, I think last week in a post that the um, there is no apparently centralized lyrics database, official lyrics database. So Apple's pulling all its stuff from third party databases, some of which are wrong, <laughs> like yeah. they have mistakes in them. <laughs> Especially he pointed out one in particular where somebody it was clearly somebody who was much the, whoever had transcribed this song was much younger and did not get a reference to something that was in an uh-huh. older song. And so transcribed something, what they thought they heard, essentially. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> and it is weird to me that the music companies don't just, like, provide lyrics or, or have some sort of central clearinghouse, because they've got them somewhere, right? It's not like you they think? don't know what's in the song. Uh, some of them don't listen, Dan. That's fair, I guess. Uh, I'm, I want to tell you about the one Apple product I most want that I don't own, uh, but I'm not ready. Because first, I just want to tell you a thing that I don't understand at all. Like, I understand why there's no central repository of song lyrics, but I don't understand why some people, Dan, in this day and age, in 2019, still buy off-the-rack suits. Uh, I don't know about you, but I own a made-to-measure Indochino suit. In fact, I own two of them. And uh, I think I look great in them. I really enjoy it. And I think I've mentioned this on the show months ago. But I often, uh, because it's just fits who I am, I often wear, if I have to wear a suit, will wear it with a t-shirt as opposed to a collared shirt. Because I'm wearing the collared shirt, all I can think about is my collar situation. So sometimes if, if it's not a super formal event, I'll wear the suit with a t-shirt underneath. And then I don't worry about it and I just feel comfortable. But like, I always get compliments on my Indochino suit. 
Indochino, as you may know if you listen to the show on the regular, makes suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. You get to choose everything. The lapel, the lighting, the pockets, and the buttons, and they fit it to you. You can measure yourself online at their website, which we'll tell you about in a minute, or you can visit one of their stylists in one of their 40 showrooms in North America. Dan's done it, and they'll take your measurements right there. Uh, This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com as long as you use the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus shipping is also free. I don't know why I said also. That doesn't make any sense in that context. Plus, shipping is free. (laughs) Again, that's Indochino.com. Promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. Incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. As I like to try to convince them, it's custom or bust them, but they didn't take that one. But I'm I'm still trying. Indochino, call me. Indochino.com. Promo code REBOUND for any premium Indochino Indochino suit for just $379. Uh, Power Beats Pro. I really want them. Not going to get them. Too expensive, but really want them. How expensive are they? Like 250 bucks. That's pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the Beats X work great. I, I don't know. The, basically, it sounds to me like uh, the, what did I just say they're called? I have to look up the name every time. Power, Power Beats. Beats. Power Beats. Uh, Power Beats Pro look to me, uh, seem to me like they're the combination of AirPods and Beats X in terms of ear fit and airpod technology mm, and that's mm-hmm. right up my alley because as you know <laughs> as john has made fun of us for my ears are my ear openings are too small <laughs> for my ear AirPods. openings are too small one of my favorite songs to listen to on apple music play that song about my ear openings are too small um if it wasn't for bad luck i wouldn't have no luck at all that's the next line and uh i don't know but i really like those things but i think the price is uh wacky so there yeah you go. uh they're not for me uh, I still want a pair of over-the-ear wireless headphones that aren't too stupid looking. <laughs> yeah, and but you want, know that these these Powerbeats Pro have the over-the-ear thing. No, no, but I want like I want like your old school. Oh, old school. Got yeah, it. like like your Walkman headphones, even that are yeah. wireless. I saw I actually saw a pair that are like the uh, uh, knockoffs of like the classic Walkman down to like the orange foam. Uh, that you could get that are Bluetooth headphones that were pretty cheap, but I heard the sound on them was only middling. I like the sound on my Cost Porta Pros, but I think the way the wire and wireless situation on it is kind of it's 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 goofy. It looks goofy, uh, yeah. but the sound is great, and I just wish that they were a little more aesthetically like didn't have a wire hanging out of them uh, for wireless headphones. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So that's where I'm at. But I want I I want the over the ear ones. I just don't I I don't like earbuds. I don't like earbuds. I've decided. Well, listen, you're your own man. It's a choice you're allowed to make. I'm other people's man too. Yeah, cats specifically. Um, <laughs> I the animal for a second. I was very confused. <laughs> I met your fiance. Oh yeah, um, no, I got that. When you marry her, what do you intend to wear? <laughs> this is personal. Okay. We already did the ad spot. What is happening? I was hoping it was Mac Weldon. Um, <laughs> Uh, listen, I, like you, have not loved earbuds, but um, the Beats X, I put in and don't notice, which is all I really want. I I just don't like the way they feel, and I don't like the sound of everything else when you have rubber tip earbuds in. I, I've, tried the ear- <laughs> I've tried the Beats X, because um, Kat uses them, but I don't... They're not for me. They're not my style of headphone. Yeah. It n- will never, to me, not be funny. That it's Beats X, but iPhone 10. <laughs> well, listen, while we're waiting for John, I do want to mention that I'm getting closer and closer 
to breaking the one billion dollar mark in pocket run pool. Uh, sometimes I take <laughs> your parents you must know, be very proud. <laughs> a step forward and I take two steps back, but I'm at nine hundred sixty five million right now. So I will get there probably this week or next, just so everybody knows. Um also my son um plays me in Super Stickman Golf Three, which I just love. And he would love to play you, but you would crush him. Um he actually can win sometimes. He's not he's not terrible. He's, he's always welcome to play me and I'm not gonna say I'll take it easy on him because you know what kind of lesson is that for no, a kid? You can't. But, but uh I there's he won't good go chance, out of your way to demolish. Yeah, him. there's also a good chance that he would beat me too, because uh, I mean uh, I feel like luck in all those things. Yeah. yeah, there's some luck in there. There is some skill and every once in a while you hit a thing or a type of game that someone's much like you're much better at the laser sticky thing than I am. Uh it's just not my it's not my game. Right. And you are so much better at that uh the the nitro ball. Which he also loves. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's um, a damn freak special, as we all know. Like he is, yes. he's the king of the nitro ball, and we can never beat him. So what killed me was when you have in in Super Stick Man. I don't know that I think it uses Game Center behind the scenes. <laughs> Game Center, may it rest in peace or pieces, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. But Liam um, loves uh, to to play me, and so when he was first doing it, he knew that I was Lex Fry. So he was like, "Okay, I'll set up <laughs> now. Everybody can play me." But he's like, "All <laughs> right, I will set up." Uh, I in fact they can't because i'm not even sure that you can add new game center friends. well so but i i played him just by his username but so he added himself as lex fry and i was like well this doesn't make any sense why am i playing lex fry spaced out differently and so now he is liam fry which just cracks me up to no end i can't explain exactly why but that's funny uh please dear listeners i'm just gonna trust you don't add him because he doesn't know who you are and it's gonna freak him out so don't add him don't add him don't add me Thank bro you. Yeah, um, I trust our listeners. All four hundred thousand. <laughs> our listeners are are lovely and and wonderful people. Um, you know what? I bought this Kindle. I haven't used it yet. How about that? Oh yeah, you got the new Kindle, and I might, I might buy your old Kindle from you. Yeah, I really, possible. I really like the way it, it works. But I've been reading paper books recently, like the last couple Ugh. books. I like paper books, but it happened to I hit a sort of run where I like there were several books that I had mounted up that I was interested in reading that I happened to have in paper book form. So I've been working my way through those. I have gotten really into the Libby app. Have we talked about this? Yeah, I've used I've used Libby. I like it. My biggest problem with Libby is that it takes forever to get anything. <laughs> Why? Like it, because for, everything's on on wait lists. It's on like twenty six week wait lists. Because I think it's just the books I happen to pick or like I'm interested yeah. in. Whenever I think it, about it, and I'm like, oh, that book. I should see if it's on the library site, and I'll go look. And I'm like, oh, it is. Oh, I'm like seven thousandth in line. Right. Well, you are also. I'm guessing it's a major metropolitan library. I, I am a major metropolitan library. Yes. Am I? Are, is it like a Boston library? For yeah. You, no, it's it, a yeah. the 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 Minuteman Library Network, which covers pretty much everything outside of Boston itself. So all the Got suburbs uh, out to about the middle of the state. So I'm using a local library, and there are still wait lists for popular books, which usually like five to ten people. The stressful part to me is, you know, I don't always have time to read a book. And what I love about Libby and borrowing ebooks to the library, and Libby is a, a free app that connects to all the different library app thingies so that you can get books. But what I love about it is it puts pressure on me to read more. Uh, and that's what I'll read on the bus because I'm like, well, I only have two weeks and I don't know if I'll be able to renew it because I literally don't know what the policies are. So I better read this book cover to cover. And when I do that, I can read really fast. If it's a book that I just own, <laughs> then I take my time. And Libby is much better than when I used to. I used to use the. So it's. Wait, it's is owned? John Moltz here? Maybe. <laughs> John, do you want the good news or the great news? Well, the good news is I don't think you have to put in a full hour on the rebound today. <laughs> the great news is welcome yep. to the show already in progress. <laughs> Excellent. We didn't know if you were going to be mad or not. And we concluded he won't be mad. It'll save him some time. 
<laughs> what, 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 you started like a half an hour ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah roughly. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about the iPod Touch? Yes, we did talk about the God iPod Touch. I saved a bunch of stuff to talk about with you, you though. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, then one of you has to do the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then now you get to listen to it for the first time. It's not like you have to listen to it again. <laughs> John, what's your thoughts on the uh, iPod Touch? <laughs> um, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> you, you just want—you just think it means so, there's an SE coming? Okay. Uh, well, that's—I hope I always hope there's an SE coming. I don't think this changes my that uh, that uh, equation in my mind. The um, the thing that I've heard some people arguing about is whether or not—and and Lex can weigh in here—people uh, really you give iPod touches to their kids anymore because some people seem to think that kids get nothing but hand-me-down iPhones now. And other people seem to think, no, you don't give your kid an iPhone until middle school. You give them like an iPad or an iPod touch before that. Yeah. At this point I'm seeing because the iPod touch has been so neglected, the kids I see most of the time have old iPhones or iPads. Okay. Interesting. Or iPads. Yeah, iPads very popular for kids okay. in my in my friend circle. Yeah, especially yeah. now that I, I the think I think I would say updated, that's a I would think right. Yeah, that's because it hasn't been updated for a long time. Um, but Hank had like three iPod touches, you know, over the course of his grade school years, I would say, um, and then didn't get. I mean, here it seemed like the the way of the, the lay of the land was that uh, kids got iPhones when they went to middle school. Yeah, we that I speaking like my cousin has two daughters who are just about the middle school age and they both got iPhones around middle school, but they used old actually they used my hand me down iPad before that. Like I gave them an old mini yeah. and I think my mom gave them her old iPad at one point. So they used those for quite some time before they graduated to the phones. And now you can't remove the phones from their hands. They are no, you can't. Yes, it's, it's it's. I well. was actually. I didn't say <laughs> that's this one of the reasons I why I was late to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I it actually think... went very well. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. Actually, you know what? I was uh, I was practically on time because you guys started early. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners we, already know that because they've heard okay, us talking for the last half hour. Wanna, I just want to set the record straight yeah. in case. Yeah, in case I wrote some to of the Maybe some of the listeners came in late. <laughs> I wrote to. Dan and I was like, if Moltz can't do it tonight, do you want to start early? And he's like, yeah, I can't do nine though. I could do nine thirty. And then later, later he's like, I could do nine twenty. And then at nine fifteen, he's like, did we ever officially find out if Moltz can't do it? And I was like, that's a good point. So I wrote you, and then we're like, let's wait ten minutes before we start. We'll give Moltz ten minutes to answer. And then he's like, we can probably start. He probably won't join. And then it was about things. halfway through real recording that you texted. Yeah, I could probably make it. And we're and like, we oh well. <laughs> Yeah, we did. Um, but I, I have actual topics like that I saved because I want your opinion on them. But let's well, let's continue with this. My, okay. my only other thing on the i uh, the iPod topic was I was imagining world. I know this would be insane. I know it, but I believe if anybody could pull it off, it would be John Moltz. And I mean this <laughs> fully, like no sarcasm. That I could imagine John buying a mobile hotspot. Oh my god! I really iPod thought touch. about that. I <laughs> actually, I was actually phone. thinking about whether or not that would be something that was workable. <laughs> You're gonna keep like the phone and in one pocket, it was not in the hot in the hotspot in another pocket. 
I think yeah, it's right. just on the wrong side of doable, but not not doable. <laughs> right. Like, I think it was worth consideration. It yep. doesn't have touch ID, right? To me, that's the deal breaker. Yeah, it doesn't have touch. Oh, it doesn't have touch I ID. About yeah, that. yeah. That was. I actually, kind of a, I actually forgot about that. I sort of assumed in my in my brain because it was the same size. You know, like it's much thinner than the um, the right. IC. Right. Um, but yeah. it's you know other, other than that, it's the same size, same yeah. same surface area. Yeah, the, um, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able, I would not be able to live without that. Yeah, well, also cellular data, <laughs> also kind of a kicker. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting that they, it, you know, the uh, the iPod Touch is very much the Mac Mini of the iOS lineup. <laughs> um, in that, God, it, I guess, I guess I that's guess about right. It isn't just it? sits yeah, around, I, and I they're like, think, eh, I, right. I feel like it's more neglected, but I it guess is. it's really not. Well, it is in the sense that. The Mac Mini, when it got upgraded, felt like it actually got a yeah. more substantive upgrade. True. Whereas this just is yeah. like, let's yeah. just shove a it's new a processor modern, in it. It's a modern. The Mac Mini is a modern machine. That's a good. That's a really good device. You could you could buy one of those and be like really happy. Whereas this thing, <laughs> in a couple of years, you're really gonna be. <laughs> you're, oh man, it's gonna be not good. It's funny that you say you could buy one of those and be really happy because I've been debating oh. that today. <laughs> <laughs> because that be I I got my replacement power supply for my Mac Mini. I put it in and Dan's new Mini dice. update. I saved that for you. I knew you'd want to hear. Mm, so sweet. And he knew Jeez. I wouldn't. <laughs> and that's Dan, why Lex is signing off now. Do you think there's a way that you could power a Mac Mini with a new iPad iPod Touch? <laughs> you could definitely get the. Uh, what if I attest the oh, iPod no, Touch can't. to a like exercise? You get a hotspot. <laughs> I, I want an exercise bike that I pedal to power it. Yes. Mm. Uh, it was unfortunate the other night I went to go look for some forms and realized they were all in the Mac Mini, some de- some documents I had. <laughs> so, oh, well. May they rest in peace. Well, can't you pry the hard drive That's out? Right. Oh, yeah. I've got backups, too. It's not it's not a data problem. It's just an inconvenience problem. It's also the Plex server. So, like, anything story in Plex is gone. Yeah. Also, yeah anything, in Lex, anything in Lex yeah. is gone as well. As you guys may recall, I use a uh, a Western Digital NAS to store a bunch of movies that I ripped from our DVD collection. And like I talk about it freely on the show because it truly is movies that I ripped from our DVD collection, not movies that I downloaded <laughs> illegally. It's I ripped every single movie painstakingly <laughs> for months, and they're on this drive. But I realized I don't back up the NAS. <laughs> and one day it will die, and yeah. then all those ripped movies will be gone. That's what I have the same... I have basically the same situation, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what the heck I'm supposed well, to so do about that. That was the thing. is like I, I said uh, the whole reason for the Mac Mini was that then it itself had like hard drives that were like backup drives attached to it. And so yeah. today, when I was talking about this with some people on the Six Color Slack, they're like, well, you could just... So the new one, the problem is you can't buy a Mac Mini. There are some good refurb Mac Mini deals, but they all come with like... 128 gigabytes of storage it's like i need two terabytes yeah. <laughs> and that is basically right. well, incredibly expensive like we'll just buy a bunch of drives and hang those off it i'm like i've already got two drives hanging off the mac mini i don't want a pile of hard drives hanging off the mac mini that totally at that point i might as well Wait, get well, what NAS. size what size are the drives though like capacity or physically <laughs> no capacity inside i don't the- care about the space in your apartment <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I've got a one terabyte... Your apartment's, your apartment's full of listening devices. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I have a two terabyte and a four terabyte attached to it. Yeah, because I, I have an eight terabyte. I got, like, a like a $150 eight terabyte drive. Um, yes. And that's that's what my Plex is on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm using my old uh, MacBook Air as my Plex server mm, nice. with a, an eight terabyte drive attached to it. And so I'm, like... This, yeah, so that's the thing that I'm worried about. 
Right, right. I guess and I had to buy another eight terabyte that drive in order to back it up. I keep spinning. I kept moving drives around because, like, now eventually I have so many drives that I have like super duper clones of all my machines. Now I am more backed up than I've ever been, which is he's why more super duper. He's more super duper clone than man. <laughs> but the thing that's keeping me from like actually buying one of those refurb Mac Minis is it's also WWC next week, and I'm damned if I will buy new hardware the week before WWDC. <laughs> Honestly, you're damned if you don't. I'm damned if I do. Uh, yes, all right. So two things I wanted to mention about WWDC. Well, one of them more than the other. The do you see these screenshots? Uh, from uh, I believe nine, nine to five, five Mac, Mac today. Yeah, I did. I saw them very briefly. Uh, looks like uh, skeuomorphism is making a return in sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. The it's a interesting because it feels like it's somewhere in between. It's not as skeuomorphic as it's the not, old virus. Yeah, no, it's it's not. There's no felt. But you're right. But it's not as simple as the previous version. I think it's a nice balance. Yeah. I don't know. It looks fine yeah. to me. I, I I have felt that the current iterations of iOS feel a little bit too. Uh, un, yeah, a little too minimal. That's the best word. I was going to say undesigned, which is clearly wrong. I have to say choice. the best thing in the screenshots that they show off that I want more than anything else is the redesigned reminders app. Um, <laughs> because I use the reminders app uh, because it's convenient, but I hate the reminders app because <laughs> it's shitty. <laughs> I, was, I, I had friends over for the Memorial Day weekend, and I used Siri to set a reminder. And they were some of my less tech type of friends were like, man, you're the only person I know who uses Siri all the time which I hear sometimes. And I'm like, well, I don't like the reminders app. Like I can barely use the reminders app. I use Siri as my main interface to reminders. I said right. like to set a reminder or a recurrent reminder, a reminder with a specific deadline is so fast in Siri and so many yes. tasks in the app. And Agreed. they will have to really convince me that it is fixed for me to try to switch that. I just like that. they dig- I, I like that they got rid of the stupid card interface in yes. this screenshot. If that is true. Yeah. I, I think that that interface was awful didn't look like anything else it didn't work like anything else um it was just a terrible interface and it was full of little inconsistencies and bugs so i'm all in favor of them revamping that uh they added search which is like thank god um yeah i don't know anyways so that's a plus uh they're molding melding molding they're putting the find my iphone and find my friends apps together soldering at a time yeah, seems likely. Yeah, yeah. Which that was that was brought up before, though, right? Yeah, they've meant that has been yeah. a rumor. Um, dark yeah. mode. Uh, yeah. So other small changes, I guess. I mean, uh, it's unclear how much this is. Uh, so I guess these are like full screenshots rather than I read something elsewhere where they were talking about stuff they had mocked up, but I think these are actual screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I think I'll probably install iOS 13 when it comes out. Yeah. Are you going to install the beta? But will you install the beta, Lex? My guess is that at first I will not, and then I will. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm, sure, I'm sure that's exactly how that will go down. I, what's interesting, that's exactly I, what I will do, too, actually. Dan and our listeners already know this, John, but I will not even be able... Actually, no, we didn't talk about it. We talked about it pre-show. So Dan knows, but nobody else does. I will not be able to watch the keynote live. I won't even be on next week's show. Um, <gasps> and... I have found that if you don't watch the keynote... I kicked him off, John, just for... I may not be on next week's show either. <laughs> Danny what? James next week. What? <laughs> no, I, I think I am, but I just... We'll see. <laughs> but, but I just think when you don't watch, it is much easier to uh, avoid the allure of the beta. 
That's that's what I found. Even if you read mm. about it, you look at all the screenshots. If you don't actually watch the the, it's not the, a distortion. The, the RDF, the, the RDF does that. Yeah. A, that's yeah. a pro tip for for our, our listeners. If you don't want to run okay. beta software on your phone, <laughs> don't watch the keynote. <laughs> don't, don't install it. First of all, <laughs> don't buy a phone. That would be <laughs> run an SE, in the past. It probably won't work with iOS thirteen. Get a flip phone. The uh, yeah. the other rumor I wanted to touch on, which was floating around this week, was the potential death of three D touch. <gasps> yeah I see that which i'm yeah. kind of in favor of <laughs> they might as well at this point i mean i cut there, there were some things that i liked about it back when i had a phone that could actually do 3d touch but the fact that they haven't implemented it you know not only have they not implemented it on the ipad they have unimplemented it on new phones yeah they've replaced it right with the haptic yeah, touch and i think with they, the, haptic the touch. suggestion is that's kind of what they would do is replace everything and i saw right. some people complaining about it and i was like I actually think this is great because A, I think 3D touch is generally way more annoying than useful. There are a couple places that I like it, but I think those places could be brought into the haptic touch umbrella and it would be fine. I think so too. And I think all the places that I hate having it, it would go away and that would be awesome. Um, and where I do you hate, where do you hate having, it? I hate having it in places um, where I just want to select, say like text or something. And I accidentally oh, and the, like okay. push too hard, and now yeah. I've got the selection thing and all that, and I'm like, this is stupid. Like this is just it's confusing. Um, or on links where I'm trying to open a link or copy a link, and it's like, oh, did you want to copy this link, or did you want to look at it in a little small window that pops up in front of you? I'm like never, I never want to do that. I I really do use force touch or 3D touch, whatever the hell it's called, for some things, and like it. If they if if the the haptic feedback thing and all that continues and it's similar enough i'll be okay uh, but i do appreciate the shortcut when it makes sense i also just lo- and this is not the same thing yeah. and this is i think what they're leading towards i love the way the uh flashlight button feels on the home screen because it really feels like a button even though it's not one you know what right I mean? well and that's that's mm. one of the places that haptic touch is actually yeah. used on the iphone 100 yeah. percent. yes uh the the thing that uh I, and i'm curious I, if you guys have this too i hate when you are typing a URL, this is not a, this. You were just talking about the finickiness of, of 3D touch showing up. I hate when my iPhone is trying to be helpful, period. But if I have typed in a URL and iOS is trying to auto suggest a longer version of the URL and I don't want that, I want a shorter version. Yes. And trying to get it to know the URL that I want makes me so angry. Well, you delete, you like delete a bunch of the ending part yes. and it's like you're almost there and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, surely you meant this long URL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Infuriating. Ugh. Yeah, yes. that was I um I wrote a piece the other week about keyboard things that the Apple should change for iOS, like updates they should make to it, and that apparently that spawned some um some con not I don't know, controversy, but I, I got like a Dave Mark and Jim Dalrymple over at the loop. I apparently had a long argument about it on their podcast. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> and uh Dave was saying that he hates when you type a word and then you see it in the quick type bar, like the suggestions bar, and you go to hit it. But because you're slightly faster, it has changed the word Yeah. before you can hit it, and then you hit the wrong word. I was like, this doesn't happen to me that much, but I could definitely see it happening. <laughs> that was what, that's what happened. This is, this is different, but when I was trying to get onto this podcast, <laughs> I... Um, I noticed that I and actually it's still open. I was trying to close some other uh, uh, applications so that I would not end up having problems. And uh, I tabbed over to as I, as I connected to this podcast, I tabbed over to iTunes to try and quit it. And for some reason, Skype jumped back in the front, and so I quit oh. out of Skype. Oh, that's I, I know that feeling. Yeah. I I love the innovation in Chrome 
that I wish Safari would have. The one thing I truly love about Chrome is that you have to hold Command Q to quit it. <laughs> oh like man! If you just press Command Q. It's like hold Command Q to quit, and I really like that. I know a lot of people hate that, and I awesome. hate that Skype has done this. Where for some reason, I don't know if this is a bug or intentional. The first time you hit Command Q to quit Skype, it just doesn't do it. You have to hit it a second time. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try that right now and see what happens. <laughs> You're right. It didn't quit yet. <laughs> However, good luck to you guys. I love you both. I'm leaving you. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like there being three people at once on the show. It felt better with two. So I'm just gonna, I see the floor to John Moltz. I would like to recognize the gentleman from Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not really a, okay, but that's fine. Go ahead. Not a seat in the U.S. Senate or or the House. It could be okay. You don't know that. Someday it should be. Yeah, I don't. You could you could be in for. I think I think I think Tacoma needs Tacoma needs more representation. That's right. Well, that's just why we in have, general. That's why we have you on the show. Oh, oh okay. Sometimes <laughs> to talk about Tacoma. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> for but, part for part of a show. Yeah, this is what we call a reverse legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's when, when you just come in for the last fifteen minutes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Anything you want to talk about, John? <laughs> did, uh, did you talk about the um, the Federighi? No. Okay, okay. So there. <laughs> Take that. I, also... I don't have a lot to say about it, though. But um, So Craig Federighi was interviewed by The Independent. Right, yes. About the testing facilities and sort of shot back at uh, the... New York Times editorial by uh, a Google executive uh, who was complaining that privacy shouldn't be um, a, a luxury for the good. rich, I guess. A luxury good, yeah. It's like, which is, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's like, yeah, it's a shot. It is a shot at Apple. I recognize the fact that it's a shot at Apple because Apple stuff costs more. But at the same time, it's also a shot at yourself because you're you're making things that are cheaper and you're giving things away for free because you're selling stuff to advertising companies. Right. Well, and the, and, and Apple doesn't restrict its privacy stuff to only its expensive products, right? Right. You can buy right. a, a $300 iPad that has you can the buy same $199 iPod touch. Indeed. That has the use exact it as your same privacy phone If you get a, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then you're buying a, um, a wireless hotspot. Sure, okay. <laughs> it kind of does go up a little yeah, bit, but... which is which is which is probably selling your information. Yeah. So there's no real winning there. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I I I think that's probably not the best tack for for Google to take here, especially because it's I don't Google, think so either. And you're 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 launching from a position of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another article about uh, or on on Medium. Or do we call our things on Medium articles? I don't know. Um, about what happens to uh, AirPods after they get sent back to Apple. Oh, um, they live out the rest of their life on a farm. Very, <laughs> they said, very yeah, happily. they send them to a farm. No, they talk about uh, uh, So Apple did respond to, uh, who is this? Um, Will Ormus and um, sent him some contact information for some of the companies that they work with that recycle AirPods. And some of the companies like were willing to give them some information about the stuff that they do. And apparently they do recycle. I mean, they, they, of course it's a pain in the ass to recycle AirPods mm-hmm. or like parts of the AirPods. Cause they have to like cut them open and pull them apart by hand. But actually Apple actually pays them to do it. Whereas I think with most of their relationships, they just get the, 
whatever the materials they get out of it. And with the AirPods, because it's such a pain in the ass, Apple actually sends them money um, mm. in order to because it's not worth it to them because the right, labor right. is is so labor intensive to strip out the the parts of the AirPods that um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't they wouldn't be able to stay in I mean, they wouldn't be able to make a good business out of doing that so apple pay apple pays them in order to make up the difference and so it's actually a decent enough business for them to keep doing it interesting and they like those get like refurbed or what no no that's just like when they strip them yeah they strip they strip the batteries out and take out the whatever the you know the parts of the batteries that they can reuse or whatever um I forget. I mean, if you, he he mentions whatever so the, what, the material what, is. What I'm battery, hearing but... from that is that they just don't have a robot that can do it yet. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I'm sure they're probably working on that. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine they probably are. I'm not positive. But, I mean, I would think that they would want to do that. And at some point, they're hopefully going to at least make it easier for themselves to recycle AirPods instead of making it difficult in my head there was the the horror movie where they come in and they open the door and they find that the robot has disassembled the person who built the robot instead (laughs) the airpods are pristine what have i built (laughs) (laughs) this is fair i just saw i just saw somebody post uh online about this uh kickstarter called bokeh which is a attempt to create a basically a privacy focused um instagram oh really yeah, uh, I'm kind of fascinated because on the one hand, it definitely seems like a good idea, but on the other hand, it seems, I'm going to go with totally implausible. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's the problem. I mean, we've been down these roads before, right? And the answer is, right. anytime somebody designs a system to replace another system, it doesn't work. Uh, right. In social media, especially, right? Because social media right. is incredibly fickle about these things. And so I applaud this person's yeah, it's critical. It's a critical mass issue. I yeah, mean, you're, absolutely. You're, yeah. I will, I'm sure I will set up an account on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, because because that's the kind of guy that I his, am. His demo looks very good. Um, you know, it, it looks like it's especially when you design something that's in opposition to something else. Like, yeah, yes, I understand right. that that's how ideally the market works. Is like, oh, I don't like this thing, therefore I'll go to this other thing, which is like meeting all the needs that that doesn't meet. But I don't mm-hmm. not convinced that system still works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. I guess it's been around. I mean, it's been around a long time, but I, I, it can it can eventually work. Yeah, right? yeah. But I think it's hard to design. To, like, it's like trying to make a viral video, right? Like, yeah, there are probably. A I think whole, you almost you almost have to pull out the whole platform underlying it in order to make that change. Right, and that's that is a really because kind the, of because Instagram Instagram came up because of the iPhone. Right. Yeah. And so you'd almost basically have to wait until something else replaces the iPhone in order to replace Instagram yeah, with, with another. Yeah, happen. Right. And then it's going to get bought by Facebook. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! We finally we finally succeeded. We replaced like, Instagram. Oh, they offered us ten billion dollars. It's milkshake duck. Yeah, it's milkshake duck except for social platforms. <laughs> Oh, they bought it with a duck. <laughs> Everybody loves this new platform where you can post your pictures. We regret to inform you that this new platform has been bought by Facebook. <laughs> but I can't do that. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, John Moltz will be joining us in 13 minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> uh, do we keep talking or do we just... Uh... Here's what I'm actually going to do because I have a work crisis. Let's keep talking. Are we and gonna, at 10, you're going to we... trade co-hosts. You're going to trade. This is the weirdest show ever. <laughs> at least you don't have to edit it. <laughs> I say. Um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Oh man! <laughs> I think. Well, well I, I was that, that, why am I in podcast purgatory where it's I have to sit at a desk for an hour? <laughs> what I'm wondering is, do we tell them that we already started, or do we wait until the episode comes out? I guess you have to tell them. I guess we do, because <laughs> otherwise, I'm just getting yeah. the same conversation right. with them. Actually, that would be hilarious. You just leave. He'll come in, and I'll just do the exact same show with him. <laughs> that would be funny, and then you can compare and contrast which yeah. co-host was the better pithy repartee for dan the answer of course james thompson <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do the show with him next all right uh that was my james thompson impression it was not good <laughs> say that again uh, can you repeat that, that joke no that joke wasn't what i was laughing at i was laughing at john's text <laughs> oh yeah uh i don't know who knows how much of this is actually gonna be in the show i don't i think this is all be in the show it looks like my call just got canceled um oh, so cool so hang I out for the stay. last 15 minutes <laughs> john's yeah. gonna be mad <laughs> Willie. Or like, yeah, we just need you here for 15 minutes. He's like, it took me longer than that to set up my fucking microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I got some stuff that we should talk about, but I was kind of waiting. Something. Stalling. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm I'm really bad, it turns out, when you tell me to stall. (laughs) Like, I'm like looking around my desk like, uh, is there Uh, something on my desk I can Uh, talk uh, about? Walls? Walls. Desktops. Do you have walls? Do you have walls where you are? Is that a thing? So I, do you, do you I try walls? to break them down. I try to break them down, to be honest. <laughs> That's my big thing. <laughs>